welcome back to the Next Level Show. I'm your host, Jonathan Alvarez. I'm here with Gabriel Contreras and Mike Nillis. And we're excited. This is going to be our first official episode. Um, we're going to be mainly discussing the in and outs of fat loss and basically how you can go about it for your life. And hopefully, out of this episode, you're able to take some information, use it, run with it, and you can finally start seeing some results if you're someone that's been stalling out, plateauing, or you just don't even know where to start. So we're all going to chime in, give a little bit of information. Gabe, how's your morning going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, did some training this morning right before coming over to uh, to record the show. So uh, it's been it's been. Good. You told me you ran into some issues. What happened? Uh, well, when I first got to the gym, uh, there was a dog that was just wandering around in the um, the community in the community. Mm. So I just was looking for its owner. I didn't find it. Um, so I stopped. Someone else came and said, "Hey, let's take a picture of the dog and put it up on the community Facebook group." See if it's someone's that lost it, because who knows? To me, it seemed like it was uh, not abandoned, but like ran away. His nails were like super long. <laughs> cut your nails, bro. I don't. I don't think you can cut a chihuahua's nails unless you take Why it not? to a professional groomer, man. Oh, Those yeah, things are like mad all the time. Get that taken care of is what I'm saying. I mean, it just looked a little bit odd. To me. Gotcha. But again, I'm not a dog owner, so who knows? And to each their own. Not trying to pass any kind of. My experience with chihuahuas, they're very aggressive. Sorry if you have a chihuahua. I don't like chihuahuas. Oh, they were. So the person that took the picture of it tried to pick the dog up to take it inside, and he just growled and almost bit her. So then she was just like, "All right, you you're gonna stay here. Uh, we'll we'll post a picture. We'll do what we can." But that that's it. That's my morning before uh, actually training. Mike, how's your morning going? Uh, it it's been going very well. I I woke up at uh three thirty, uh, not by choice because daylight savings time is is pretty stupid. And uh, yeah, so my body just naturally wakes up what used to be 4.30 and uh, mm. trained a client, ate some breakfast and came here. My respects, man. I mean, you, I know you really get up early all the time. So <laughs> that's the trainer life, man. Yeah. How do you go down? Uh, optimally, it's it's around 8, 8.30. Um, worst case scenario, I need to be in bed by 10. Um, usually it ends up somewhere around 9. But yeah, I, um, I I shoot for eight hours. So if I'm waking up at four thirty, I got to be in bed by eight thirty. So um, that's just the the life. I'm I'm slow to wake up. Most of the first thirty minutes of my day is laying on the couch, questioning my life choices as I wait for coffee to be made, and and then I go from there. So <laughs> questioning life choices. Um, my morning was great. I didn't do anything really that productive. I because we are recording in one of my spare rooms and. We're finally, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this audio, we're, we're all praying. I think this audio sounds great because we kind of sound, please, soundproofed, please. The, we, we soundproofed the room this morning again and just made a couple of adjustments to make sure the audio was cleaned up. But no, yeah, I mean, it's, this is fun. This is like actually what I've been looking forward to actually all week to sit down with you guys and just kind of go at it. And I think our first, like the first main topic I want to cover, because I know this is super, super common with. I think it doesn't. You, Gabe, you've been working with people out of your community primarily. Mm-hmm. Mike, you you see the everyday person in the gym, and as as as, as do I. Uh, most of the clients, or most people, when they come to a trainer, it's what's the question? How do I lose weight? Yeah. How do I lose fat? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, there's there's a lot of ways to do it, and I think that a lot of people are googling stuff, searching things for the quickest and and less. I guess less demanding way when it comes to changing their life. They just want to be able to do one thing and have the magic result. But we know doing it ourselves and and even doing it with people, we know that there's not one way. 
it's not just quick and easy. It's all about not so much about the speed, but it's also about the sustainability and actually how to really change fundamentally your your behaviors that got you to there to the to the first place. That's what people want, right? People just say, I, I want it like right now. Like what can I do for tomorrow for me to, to lose like twenty pounds? Chop your arm off, that'd be one way. Maybe yeah. your arm maybe <laughs> leg, maybe arm and a leg, something like that. Um, I had someone, so someone uh, that I work with, they're gonna go away to a trip to like I don't know where, somewhere Miami or, or some something for a spring break or something. And they were saying that they're taking like spinning classes every Thursday and maybe like two more uh, high intensity cardio classes during the week, in addition to eating about 800 to 1100 calories. Oof. So that's just exactly right. It's just like nails on the chalkboard. Um, cause, and then I said to her like the best way that I could, like, well, let's not do that. Or if you do that only for a short period of time, like a week or two weeks, but then you have to quickly get out of it. Well, slowly get out of it, but transition to something that's more sustainable, which you kind of like mentioned. Um, what do you, what do you think when you hear, when you hear that? Mike? Um, I think that sounds awful and I would not stick with that at all. If that were me, um, I enjoy food. I don't know about you guys. Absolutely. Um, I also don't really care for high intensity training, uh, anything that really goes into that realm. Uh, it's just not for me. So, which is interesting for a lot of people listening, they hear 800 calories, a thousand calories. Like, doesn't that, isn't that the way to get in shape? Is that's the norm? Or like Mike said, I don't really apply necessarily rely on high intensity training. I'm your training has been intense at periods in your life, but I think someone that's their their main things is low calorie diet, high, high intensity training uh, to get the results. And that's the recipe for weight loss, fat loss, well, for rapid weight loss, fat loss for the longest time. Why is that an issue? We talked about sustainability, but why is just reverting to that as your first resource a bad idea? Well, I can kind of see why someone would think that initially, right? I mean, if, if someone doesn't know then they say, hey, I want to um, I, I want to lose some weight. Well, uh, let me eat less. I know that that's one thing that we got to do, calorie deficit, right? Mm-hmm. But I understand that part at least. So let me just get some arbitrary number, 1,000, 800, 1,500 calories. That they just kind of like pull out of the air. Um, when Not really knowing what their maintenance is, right? You got to know what your maintenance is. If your maintenance is, let's just say 2,500, you want to cut it down to 1,000, that's going to be some really drastic changes that you're mm-hmm. making right there. And also knowing that I need to move more. So they, so people understand those two concepts, right? Eating less, moving more. But they just kind of like take those to, you know, to the extreme. And it's just something that is just not sustainable. The reason for that is because you'll get to a point where you just can't eat less, right? What are you going to be doing? Eating 500 calories, you know, licking a peanut and then thinking about a banana for, for, for dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's not something good. And, you know, moving where you can do like an hour worth of cardio, sure. But what are you going to do? Two hours? Three mm-hmm. hours? Does that sound like you want to do that? I mean, some people maybe, but not me or not for the general population. Yeah. I mean, you also need to consider where you go from there because you're naturally going to hit those plateaus. And if you're already doing an hour of cardio every day and you're only eating 800 calories, um, what happens when the progress stops? Because your body will respond to it. And what do you do next? Can you eat less? Can you run more? Probably not. So that's kind of why you need to take a little bit more of a better, more sustainable approach. It gives you more wiggle room and it takes a lot more into account and it is a little bit more 
difficult, requires a little bit more patience, and it's not nearly as sexy, but it works a hell of a lot better at the end of the day. No, absolutely. And I think that we're going to kind of give you guys some some nuggets to follow. So um, things that you can really do in just a moment, but you got to also come to terms with how did you get to the position you're in right now? If you're someone that is X amount of pounds overweight, let's say 50 pounds overweight, let's take it a little bit higher. You know, it didn't happen it may be that one year. It maybe happened over the course of time. Maybe you were someone that was super active and loved being active in your younger years, but life happens, children, work, more, de- more demands in your life that's taking away. So your time is limited. And as a result, you know, you, you've drastically cut back your activity. Um, you've, you know, Mike, you've experiences in your desk, like when you were working, uh, you know, more sedentary before yeah. you started doing this. You know, I at one point was working in a customer service area after high school. So I went from playing sports every single day and training every single day for soccer, running a lot, sweating a lot to being in a nine to five, 40 hours a week, sitting on my butt, literally. And I noticed that if from me not even just running around playing anymore, my body started to change. Granted, I was never the person that really struggled with gaining weight. I kind of actually wanted it, but it at the first initial year or the first couple months of working there, it wasn't the kind of weight that you wanted. But I think if I would have, if I didn't have like the interest to learn or the desire to work out, maybe I would have been like a lot of people that maybe fitness isn't something you're super passionate about. You do want to look good. You want to feel comfortable in your own skin, but then life gets ahead of you and time goes by. And before you know it, you've packed on a lot of weight and it's like, all right, well, what do I do now? I mean, just like jump into something. This I heard this diet works. Let me just, let me just go on this generic number that this, uh, this, this calculator punches out for me. Let me just print out this really high intensity workout I got from Insta model swipe person, and uh, it looks really fucking hard. But I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes. The only problem with that that Mike was even saying, Gabe brought up was, you can do that, and you will get results. Anything that you do starting out is going to work. The problem is for a lot of people is not losing the weight. It's actually once they get there is keeping the weight off permanently. So Gabe, what are some things that you would advise someone that, you know, in your, in your, in your company, let's say you see a lot of everyday people, maybe a lot of people look well, but because now fitness is becoming more popular, but you know that those are some people that maybe are a little bit older that still have the old information. How would you address like, the first initial step that they could do? The first thing I would suggest for someone to do that has a desk job would be to just step up and walk away from your desk. Um, And it doesn't have to be some kind of, you know, hour long, 30 minute walk. Just go maybe a lap around the office. Go to the, when you go to the bathroom, go not, don't go to the one that's closest to you. Go to the one that's a little bit further from you. Park a little bit further from, from, where your typical parking spot is. Mm-hmm. Just something that's this small activity that you do that'll take you, how long is that going to be make a difference to you in your one one time? When you go to the supermarket, instead of parking in that first aisle that's right by the door, I love go, that. Go further down. Uh, what's that going to cost you? Maybe like what, 20 seconds, 30 seconds tops? Mm-hmm. Uh, not only will you get the benefit of not many people banging into your car or anyone with their carts, right? Hitting, hitting your car. But um, you'll you'll get the, this little extra activity, extra movement, and it's just these little things here and there that will add up. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, you'll start noticing these kind of changes. Slow and steady is what it'll do. But I mean, that, those are that's one thing that I would just slowly advise 
um, which would be to just uh, take a little more steps, take a walk, um, do something. No, actually being more aware that you may be not moving as much as you I don't the average American. I, don't quote me on this statistic, but I think the average American takes max maybe like 4,000 steps. Is it? Is it? Yeah, 4,000 okay. steps. 4,000, which is nothing. I mean, you can get three to 4,000 steps in what, like an hour, hour and a half of walking. Mm -hmm. And that's, so you're, you're, you're talking about we're we're not active even for an hour or so a day. So that's something to put in perspective. I'm a big fan of having my clients, uh, when, especially when they work with me is to invest in some type of wearable, not because I like die by those numbers It's just to kind of paint the picture for them to, so they can see it for themselves. Like what is happening in their life? How much are they actually moving? Mike, what are some things that you would take someone that's starting out as well now that you've been able to see a grand variety of just people coming to the gym? Um, definitely want to move more like Gabe talked, but also you can start looking at the way that you're eating. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably, I mean, I, and I've lived this life. I've lived uh, surviving on chicken tenders from Publix. Uh, that was part of my That's a Floridian thing every... for anyone listening that's not in Florida. Publix yeah. is the most amazing thing. It, oh yeah. The chicken tender pub sub, just the chicken tenders in general. I put some ketchup on it. That was my, that was my lunch and that's all that I needed in my life. And, uh, you know, like that's heavily processed fried. Um, it is white meat. So there's one benefit to Hashtag it, but, protein, <laughs> but, um, look, look at the way you eat. And, uh, rather than I've gotten this tip from, I think Jonathan and I've heard at other places, um, rather than looking at things to take away, like maybe, you know, still enjoy a, a soda or cream in your coffee or something like that, but maybe add something that you're lacking like vegetables or fruit or anything that just would, water more water. Yeah. You can keep it nice and simple and focus on adding things in to make you feel better as opposed to taking things away that you enjoy um, to make you feel worse. Cause that's honestly what you're doing. If you're, if you're enjoying the way you eat now, it's because the food tastes so good and it's, it's giving you a, a, a nice little buzz in your brain from all the sugar or whatever. And, uh, you know, without that, you're going to feel not so happy about your, your weight loss journey. So. That, that's super powerful. I think that, um, what you said about adding to your diet at first, maybe instead of just going straight to what most people do is just remove everything. They take away, you know, sodas, they take all sugar out because sugar makes you fat. And apparently, and they go <laughs> on this, they, they make all these radical shifts in their diet, but when it comes to eating, eating is life. Eating is what you do socially, is what you do every day. So I think that walking more is great because we, as long as you have two able legs that you can move around, that you have you have that ability to do so. But also everyone eats. So if you can start making some adjustments to your nutrition, that's going to be super impactful. And it's like Mike said, get your body in a healthier state by adding, let's say if you don't eat a single vegetable, and maybe you hate it, Try just adding one ser small serving to your day. One small serving. If you really dislike vegetables, I've even heard this advice from another well-admired trainer is to eat one little piece of broccoli. And that's not going to make a radical shift at the beginning, but do that every single day. One small piece of broccoli. As stupid as that sounds, pay attention to what happens. You know, and, and little by little, you can build on certain habits that you're starting to do is with you notice that you're a heavy drinker in, in soda. You know, it's that one can has a lot of sugar, maybe switching just to go to Diet Coke at first. Maybe you can't just cold turkey cut soda out of your life. Go to Diet Coke, you know, just start eliminating some things. And then maybe if you have four a day, go down to two a day. 
And little by little, you start weaning yourself off of these things, um, making better choices throughout the course of months, even years. And I think you're going to find yourself a lot more likely to enjoy the nutrition piece. Because I think a lot of people, they view how I, before this is what my mentality was, is that you had to eat chicken, chicken and rice and broccoli six times a day. Chicken and breast and boiled. Boiled chicken breast with no salt because salt was also apparently bad, which is not true. Um, and that's why people view clean eating, but clean eating is just, it's, it's, it's just the name. It's, it's not necessarily the bodybuilder diet. Um, I don't know, Gabe, what else do you have? Like as far as nutrition, I can go on and on, but I don't want to just ramble on too much on it. Well, two things that you, uh, that you brought up as far as taking slowly, um, taking things away or adding or the transition. So I was, uh, and with drinks in particular, so I used to drink soda. I used to drink a good amount of soda back before. I actually worked for Coca-Cola for a while. So I got, oh, wow. I didn't know that. I, I got yeah. I, I sold Coke for a bit. Um, hey, what's up, man? So, <laughs> uh, what I ended up doing is when I transitioned from slowly getting away from sodas from Coca-Cola in particular, um, I went to teas. I went to say, let's go with, uh, you know, just any kind of iced teas. It still gave me that sweetness that mm -hmm. I that, that I craved, that, that sugariness, right, that you would get from, from a soda, maybe just not without the carbonation. And I slowly weaned off from the teas to, oh, to maybe like some juices mm -hmm. and then on to, to water. So that's where that's where I'm at right now. And with um, also something else that, that I did myself, I used to drink coffee with uh, sugar and a creamer. And then I said, well, let me just see how it'll be if I just take away the sugar, just the coffee and the creamer. Mm -hmm. Tastes exactly the same. I did not even notice a difference. Okay. So then that's just me taking that, take, another thing that you can do to just take away, right? Yeah. Um, I, I found those two things to be pretty helpful. One subtle adjust, one subtle tweak to your current exactly. coffee. Exactly. thing, like just adding one little thing. It's mm -hmm. not going to be some radical change, but just see how it is. It's just a process. As opposed to just saying, okay, I drink, you know, a two liter every, every other day. Let me just go to nothing but, but plain water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that might make that. For some people, it may work, but for a lot of you, it might be for like a, a week or so and then, or a month at best. And then you just, you have that one taste of that soda and it's back on it. And you, that craving, that craving kicks in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as nutrition goes, there's a lot more variables. I don't know, Mike, you, you've had some interesting stories with some clients that you've given some advice to that I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe you can refresh me, but just some stuff that you've been able to talk to some clients about more about the nutrition side of things i mean some of it it varies um I've, I've i've got grown adults that eat cereal for dinner so it's like that's like the most obvious thing that we can like start talking about but it gets so much more um difficult at that point because you also have to consider like the lifestyle that they have and the, the convenience of eating cereal for dinner as opposed to going through the process of cutting up vegetables and cooking chicken and mm -hmm going through that, I mean, the, the time investment when you have kids and a job and you're tired and it's the end of the day and you just don't give a damn anymore. It's, uh, or just buy something on the way home or just buy something on the way home. Exactly. And I mean, if you're somebody that makes like, you know, stop by McDonald's every day for lunch, um, you're doing that because it's the convenient choice and all, all it takes is a little bit of extra time in the morning or the night before to make a convenient choice available to you in the car so that you don't even need to stop by McDonald's. You know, if you make your lunch the day before, you you've already spent the money it's already there you literally don't have to do anything extra you just can pull over or get to wherever you're going and eat it and it's it's already there for you it's already done yeah i think that uh, basically what we'll allude to we can kind of come to terms with is that 
ultimately it's going to take a lot of time and adjustments to make these subtle tweaks. And I would just say, challenge yourself, give you one, give yourself one objective every single week that you can reasonably stick to it. Matter that may be, maybe you still like to have your sodas or whatever it, that, that, that juice is, but you're noticing you're not drinking enough water. Add, add a little bit of water to your day every single day and see, and not only, yeah, it's going to be bland, but pay attention to how you feel. How's, how's your, your digestive system? Are you going to the bathroom more comfortably now? Maybe you haven't noticed that when you drink more, well, when you drink more water, maybe you may actually be able to poop better. You know, it's just, it just flow, your system feels better. Your skin feels better. You feel more energized. Um, that's the biggest connection I made for me when I noticed and when I cut my water back and that's by traveling or just being moving around or not being in my normal routine, I feel super out of it, dehydrated. I just, I can tell like even <laughs> as simple as my lips feel a little bit drier uh, when I'm actually hydrated, my skin feels better. I just, it's just a big difference. And that's something I've been able to piece together from drinking mainly water a certain amount every single day. Um, and cutting out maybe the times that you eat out, maybe you eat out X amount of times, starting to cut back on it, maybe make the goal of like, I'm going to maybe still eat out every day, but I'm going to add one home cooked meal a day. Back in my, when I first started working out, um, I was a skinny kid. So I said, let me just uh, go to get bigger. And then I did. I, I made some some progress. Then I wanted to, like everybody, hey, let me get a six pack. Let me get shredded, right? So then I said, okay, fine. Let me just uh, up, let me do uptick in my activity. And let me just uh, eat a little better, eat a little cleaner, mm -hmm. um, eat a little bit less, eat a little less. And see where that goes. And, and that should get me to where I want to go, right? But what happened to me was I was kind of stuck in a yo-yo phase mm -hmm. where I was seeing some improvements of, yes, I'm, I'm shredding down, getting leaner. But then I said, oh, but I'm not lifting as much. Or that kind of like just messed with my mind. So that was a mental thing that I haven't, that it took me a while to overcome. So I was stuck in this back and forth of like, oh, I'm, I'm not lifting as much. So let me just kind of go back into it and increase my calories again. And then I'll go to gain a little bit and then I put the weight up again. And so I, and I kind of go back and forth, back and forth of like, oh, well, let me just uh, slim down a bit. No, I'm too weak. Um, let me just pick it back up again. So it was too much of that yo-yoing. Um, you have got yourself to a pretty, you know, you competed. Yes. So how, how, how did what? did you do to kind of like put those things together where it was more like get that mental barrier to block that mental barrier? Do you have any kind of like uh, mental barriers there uh, that you had to overcome and to say like, uh, like that, that, that I kind of like had? What mental, I, I'm, what mental barrier are you talking about exactly as far as getting skin, leaner skin? Yeah, oh, okay, say, okay. Oh, well, I'm getting too, like, oh my goodness, no, I'm losing all my gains. Sure, I'm getting I, shredded, but I feel skinny. I'm not lifting as much as I used to. Yeah, I didn't do my first cut till later down, like a couple years into it. But basically, like, if you're someone that cares about muscle and being big and muscular, um, and you're talking about, you know, getting lean. I mean, that's just a different animal. I think that your mindset has to be in a very good place if you're talking about competing and being okay with that. It's, it's a sport. It's what you need to, cause you're focusing more on how you look without your shirt on, not how your clothes are necessarily fitting. And it's not even embark and not even embodying really being healthy or the most optimal. Um, but that's just a mental thing competing. I, I would love to get into competing in another episode for people that are considering it my journey and what my thought process was in it. Um, but I kind of wanted to kind of get cl closer to some takeaways for these people of uh, anyone listening, what you can do to kind of start out. And as far as we know that how do we talk a lot about deficit, um, but how do we get into a calorie deficit? 
And Mike, how would you someone, how can someone figure that out for themselves if you had to put it into a very simple way? The best way is to actually do the work and track your calories. Um, you don't have to impress any, you see, that's the thing. We need to figure out where you're currently at, what your body is currently used to. So you don't need to change anything right now. Um, as hard as it is, I know you're excited about losing weight and you want to get started. You need to figure out where you're currently at and go from there so and when i say track your calories i mean like get a kitchen scale use a measuring cup weigh what download a eating. food app download a food app enter it is it going to be perfect no be okay with that just do the best that you can with it for a week or two the longer you can get that information and in, the more accurate that number will be and then from there you are not only training your intuition training your eye you can look at the sweet potato and have an idea of how many carbs are in there because you don't know how many how much a hundred grams of carbs looks like right now. Um, then you'll be able to actually start making progress towards losing weight through a calorie deficit. Um, and to kind of like put that in for someone that's, you know, trying to take notes on that, you want to basically get all that food scale, the app, you want to track everything you're currently doing now, the fast food, the drinking, the, the snacking, everything that you put in your mouth, everything that's happening. Track that for about seven days at least, seven to 14 days. And you're going to go ahead and take those averages every day. They might be a little bit different. You may notice that you eat more on the weekends, but you're going to take all those numbers. You're going to add them. And at the end of that, that period, you're going to go ahead and divide. Let's say you tracked for seven days. You're going to go ahead and add those seven days together and get a total. And then you're going to have to do a little bit of math. But this is what I found to be the most effective and accurate way to kind of really get yourself started on the right foot versus just a calculator is taking that total, divide that by the amount of times you tracked. Let's say it's seven. Then you're going to get an average. You may have get an average of... 1735 is your average day. So you know roughly your body is maintaining roughly the same weight around that average. It doesn't mean that it has to be super perfect. There's no such thing. But then after that, if you want to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight, you need to subtract anywhere from 250 calories to 500 calories from that number to be technically in a deficit and let that kind of sit in for the next week or two and see if you're losing about a half a pound to a pound, which is an amazing rate to be losing weight. Don't go based on how fast it happens. You want to have a nice steady uh, start to your weight loss journey because that's going to go ahead and ensure that you don't, the likelihood of you rebounding back. In your tracking period, while you're using the tools of your app, of your um, scale, another tool that you should be using is um, your scale to weigh yourself. Because during that tracking time, right, you wouldn't want to make any kind of drastic changes. You want to basically just stay the same. Mm -hmm. You want the, the weight that you're at at day one is the same weight that you would want to be at day seven and day 14 of your tracking period to really get your uh, your maintenance. And then on top of that, whenever you get to your um, calorie deficit number, don't feel like you need to hit that exact number each and every single day. The days that you're more active, eat a little bit more. The days that you're less active, eat a little bit less. But at the end of the week, the average should be your goal or your your now calorie deficit number. Basically, yeah, you want to keep it right, you know, as consistent as possible. And that's going to be the main thing nutritionally. As far as activity goes, I would suggest if you have access to purchasing a wearable, get one. It doesn't have to be the most fancy one. What do you mean when you say wearable? Like anything like a Fitbit or like an Apple Watch or the, I think Samsung has a tool as well. I don't know all the names, but anything that you can 
wear on your wrist and track your movement and get an average of that. Maybe you're only moving 5,000 steps in a total day on average. Same thing would apply. You want to take all those days together and kind of see roughly where you're averaging at and then give yourself a small goal of increasing just like you would decrease your nutrition. We do the opposite with movement. We want to just increase maybe an extra thousand steps. Maybe that's an extra 15 minutes of walking, nothing radical to kind of start building on that. And little by little through the process, you add a little bit more movement, add a little bit more movement, add a little bit more movement. And then little by little, we start cutting back our nutrition as well by making subtle adjustments to that. Putting those things together would be um, where you would want to be, right? If you were to just do one, would you see some 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 noticeable differences? Yes, whether in the increase in the activity or on the nutrition aspect. But to really kind of like get the, the best of both worlds, that'll really propel you to get to your goal um, a whole lot faster. So mixing both of those things together, I know it can be, um, uh, it seems can be very, very tedious, very uh, time consuming. But if you really want to get to where you want to go to, if you want to hit your goal of weight loss, fat loss um, in the best way, uh, long term, not just for tomorrow or for next week or for next month and something that will be a part of your life, then that's where you would want to go. Absolutely. Um, I kind of want to wrap this up and I think we can title this episode, you know, the fat loss principles to starting out maybe or something around those lines. These are just basically the starting points that you want to be making aware of, being uh, self, uh, self-aware of to start getting the ball rolling for yourself. So, I mean, I really hope you guys are able to take this episode, get something out of this episode. Please leave us a comment if you have any questions. Give us a star uh, or a five-star five review. Ideal, ideal, <laughs> ideally, if this was any way in shape or form helpful for you. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Next Level Show and hope to see you back on the next one.